BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. It's a beautiful day in New York, a little Sanser and Fresco day. Hey, Claude, how you doing? I'm good. I have not opened my blinds yet, so I wasn't aware that it's a beautiful day, but thank you so much, meteorologist Jackie, for letting me know. No, this has really become like a weather show since their only thing to talk about other than coronavirus is the weather. And it's a beautiful day. Um, I believe it's about probably 65 degrees outside, like the perfect day. All you need is a light jacket. It's like she has ESPN or something. I know. I think maybe it's like the perfect day to go to the grocery store for me because I'm running out of essentials. (sighs) I absolutely hate going to the grocery store. It's so funny like what my least favorite household chores were before quarantine and now what they are after. Like before quarantine, I could not be bothered to change my duvet cover. Like that was the one thing in my house I wouldn't do and laundry. Now, you know what? Laundry and duvet doesn't sound so bad when I'm like cooking for a million meals a day, running to the grocery store like some Italian mother. Like that shit sucks. Yeah, I'm like getting to the point like last night I ate a frozen pizza, burned my mouth. I also banged my hand so terribly last night. I was putting on a sweatshirt in my closet. I banged it on the edge of my shelf because apparently I don't know how to get dressed anymore. Oh my God. So it's like black and blue and then there's like a literal hole of skin that that came off. Like it was bl- like blood. Like it it was the saddest looking wound I've ever seen. I legit thought I might have broken my hand, but then the, the pain started to subside. I couldn't even take Advil. Acetamophenin. And now, and I was like, I don't fuck with acetamophenin. And now I am wounded. Well, like my nails? Dangerous, dangerous game. I love your nails. I did my nails yesterday. I'm getting so good at doing my nails. Like I'm so excited for post Q life when I have an important dinner party, yet no time to get to the manicure place. And I'm just doing it myself. And I'll just be the girl with no chipped nails ever. Girl with no chips. No, I too have been um, doing my nails kind of religiously. Like it's actually insane. Um, like the, the designs that I'm just coming up with, like it's really coming to me in the middle of the night, actually low key. Like I have been up all night. I know I talk about this and everyone is sick of me talking about it. Today I actually woke up like an hour and a half before the show to hopefully like reset my clock because I just can't. My least favorite thing in the world is being up at night alone, Ben's asleep, can't play videos on my phone, left alone with my thoughts, least favorite thing. But it's been like this weirdly creative process for me. Like I have been writing so many jokes in my sleep. Like I wake up, I'm like find myself falling asleep. I think of a hilarious joke. Riddle, riddle, riddle. Like RuPaul is really influencing a lot of my comedy. I can feel it already. Um, and it's just going to be a great tour when all this is over. Tickets available at girlthojob.com. That is so exciting. Yeah. Um, I woke up early, yes, to reset my clock, but also just to keep rewatching um, more RuPaul. I watched a whole other season yesterday, and now I'm halfway through another one. Like, I am becoming a historian. And now, like, my friends, especially TPG, he loves drag race and he has like dragged me to a bunch of drag shows with people from the show but like I didn't really know it and like I just like was not really into it and now that I'm into it he's like so excited like we are going to take the drag world by storm after this like I'm hitting a drag show every night post quarantine that's so exciting that you have something to look forward to like that a new hobby Um, yeah I guess maybe I'll go visit Waco after the quarantine (laughs) to see the hollowed halls. Actually, a lot of people are watching Waco now. I don't know if it's trending. I mean, I I guess maybe it just came to Netflix and that's why it's like number five on Netflix, but also then like the toast was talking about it. So maybe that influenced it a little bit, but now a lot of the toasters are watching it. So I'm going to do like an in-depth recap later this week when enough people have watched it, because still I don't want to spoil the ending because if you've never heard of the story, the ending is worse than anything you could have imagined while watching it. 
Yes. But, you know, we all have something to look forward to because today we have Francesca Farrago from Too Hot to Handle on the toast. If you're listening as a podcast, it'll just be at the end of this podcast episode. If you watch us on YouTube, the video will be uploaded separately. It was a fabulous episode. She looked so snatched, just like sitting in Vancouver. She's so stunning. She was just like an open book. She was Jessica yeah. Simpson herself. Like, there was oh. no question that she wouldn't answer. And there was no, like, she had, like, she's just an open book. I, and she's so awesome. I'm so glad that we got to talk to her. And I just love that, like, for us, the only people that we've had on our show during the quarantine are Dr. Deborah Burks and Francesca Farrago, because we are women who support incredible women, game-changing women. So true. And when I sat down at dinner last night to, like, tell Ben, because Ben watched Too Out to Handle, I was like, honestly, she gave us so much tea. Like, I was telling Ben, I'm like, I feel like this was like a groundbreaking interview we didn't even prod her for it like she was just forthcoming with the information the ariana grande stuff was crazy the justin bieber stuff oh yeah and then also the sharon and Rhonda stuff right so um that will be available like as you're watching this that is available somewhere so make sure to check it out and watch too hot to handle if you haven't yet it's like just a treat in the queue you know it's just one day in the queue but you know one day at a time well- one day at a time in the queue like one day is so long and I know it sounds so sad but like before bed Ben was really falling asleep like and I was begging him to stay awake with me and I'm like I just and it sounded so like dark but I was like I just don't want to be awake and it wasn't like that but like I just like I just want to like not be so like isolated with my thoughts like does anyone else have like really annoying thoughts at night like I think of all the like embarrassing things I've ever done in my life like in my entire life of course I think of everything embarrassing I've ever done in my life I'm like why am I who I am like I'm so embarrassing a hundred percent and it's like things that I haven't thought about in years just suddenly become unearthed simply because I cannot sleep a hundred percent. It's like repressed memory. Like, and it's all, it just comes back to you in a state of like, of cue. Oh, but you know what I did find? I was being like so shady boots on my, um, Finsta last night. I wanted to watch TikToks, but Ben was asleep and I found like a new Instagram account that does like blogger tea and I'm obsessed. I'll send it to you. I'm not going to like put it on blast because I don't I mean, want this to, really but. is a great time for blogger tea. <laughs> I know. It's just like so piping. Oh, well, cool. Um, I dabble in and out of blogger tea, but just, I feel like sometimes I don't know the people that they're talking about, you know, and and then all the bloggers are the same to me. And I'm like, what makes this blogger different? Like why now? Why this blogger? So yeah, no bloggers are very similar, but to me, the ones that really stand out um, are the ones that listen to the toast, Kathleen Barnes, Champagne and Chanel. They stand out because they have fabulous tastes in podcasts. Oh, I agree. Those aren't the ones I'm talking about. Me neither. I don't even I don't even know which ones I'm talking about. If I know your handle, I'm not talking about you. You know? Yeah, no, there's just like a brand of bloggers who have become like people have become obsessed with their lives because they like live in fancy houses, but like they literally oh, all look the same. They all look the same. They all wear the same stuff. The Nordstrom spring sale. It's like, like it's that photo. That photo yes. of all the girls in fall. Yeah, those are the girls I'm talking about. I don't know one of their names, but that's what I'm talking about. Same. Okay, cool. Well, um, we have a good show for you today. Like the celebs are coming out, you know, not coming out of the queue, obviously, because we are all sheltering in place, but they're making news in the queue and, and they're making babies and we're so grateful for that. So I think it's time. I think it is. For the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. I think I'm going to have some morning toast today, actually. Um, I just got some fresh avocados, so I think it's time for an avocado toast. It's been a while. I actually don't have a toaster. I thought you have a toaster oven. I do. Is that a toaster? Yeah, you could make toast in there. I, I don't have a toaster. I have a toaster oven. Oh, yeah. Toaster oven's a fabulous appliance. Yeah, there's some things where it's a little annoying. Actually, no. Anything that you can make in a toaster... You can make in a toaster oven, but not anything that you can make in a toaster oven could you make in a toaster. A lot of things you can, though, from the oven. No, no, no. But you you can make more in a toaster oven than you can in a toaster. So you're better off. So you're better off. No, and almost anything you can make in an oven, you can make in a toaster oven. Like, I was baking cookies in my toaster oven last week. I'm comparing a toaster oven to a toaster. Oh, it's so much better. You can't make shit in a toaster. 
No, you literally can only make bread. You can't even make a bagel because this, the, the little slots are so fit. small for bread. You're like shoving a bagel. It's like me trying to get into my Spanx. And it's honestly, toasters, no offense, are nothing of the sort. <laughs> There's nothing of the sort. Or like you could have a bagel if you want it to be like a thin bagel with no juice and meat. But if you want like a delicious, juicy New York bagel, like it's not going to work in that toaster. That's what they call a flagel. And honestly, flagels, flat bagels no. are nothing of the sort. Flagels are good. Like I'm talking about a bagel from the supermarket that thinks it's a bagel, walks around like, like it's a bagel. And it's nothing of the sort. It's like a round bread. Yeah, no, it's like that company that makes English muffins, like also makes bagels in like a saran wrap tube where there's like six bagels. Like those are not bagels. Okay, well, I have to admit something. I bought one of those saran wrap tubes of bagels. I don't know what company it was. Um, I bought it at the beginning of the queue and I've been keeping it in my fridge and I've been treating myself to like a bagel on the weekend in my toaster oven. So good. The, it's like a big juicy bagel in a sleeve. But Jackie, you literally live like one block away from one of the most bag- amazing bagel stores that I have actually been ordering bagels from that store and freezing them. I'm sheltering in place, what can I say? They're on Uber Eats. I don't know. I don't, I don't order Uber Eats unless I, unless I really feel like I have to and I need some like protein that I can't get at home. I've ordered Uber Eats like probably three or four times during quarantine. It's a lovely, you know, way to shake it it's up Chicago. Treat. It's a treat for me. I probably do like order in maybe once a week. It just, it depends on what I'm in the mood for. And if I'm have the cooking bug, if I have ingredients, like it's just, yeah. it's touch and go, you know? Can I tell you that um, I was watching uh, an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race yesterday and basically how the show works is like, if you're on the bottom two, you have to lip sync for your life where it's like whoever gives like a better lip syncing performance wins. And they always pick like iconic gay songs like you, like you could guess, you know, and they chose Shake It Up by Selena Gomez, the Shake It Off Chicago theme song. What? It was so strange. No, that's amazing. Yeah, it's honestly a gay iconic show. I mean, song. Bust the lights off, shake it up, shake it up. It's actually like not a great song, but I like the um, the thought. It worked in the moment. Like the queens were just like living, and they, you know what? It, it's really impressive. Like we know the words to like a million songs, but they really know every single word to every old contemporary. Like they have to know every single lyric. It's crazy. That is crazy. Damn. Okay. Are you ready? I th- it wasn't time before. It really wasn't. I it's like, I don't know what I was saying, but now it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite of your morning toast. And I'm going to be having on avocado toast soon. And did you know that a toaster oven is actually better than a toaster? First up. First up. Kristen Kev. Okay. We, I don't know if we got it like so wrong yesterday or I'm just so confused now, okay? In the Kristen Cavallari, Jay Cutler saga, Kristen Cavallari has cited, quote, inappropriate marital conduct in her divorce from Jay Cutler. So the divorce filings are coming out for Kristen and Jay, and it it does not look good at all, okay? In divorce documents obtained by People, one day after the couple announced their split, Cavallari alleges both, quote, irreconcilable differences and inappropriate marital conduct as grounds for the breakup. In her filing, she claims that Cutler is, quote, guilty of such inappropriate behavior, inappropriate marital conduct as renders further cohabitation unsafe and improper. She also states that any misconduct alleged or implied against her in Cutler's divorce petition was in response to and or as a result of misconducts on his behalf, though Cutler does not seem to allege misconduct against her. While many people are people are familiar with irreconcilable differences. These huge words I'm just like fumbling over. (laughs) People are familiar with irreconcilable differences as grounds for divorce. Marital misconduct is a less familiar term, more commonly used in divorce filings in fault states in the U.S., those that require parties to prove fault as a reason for their divorce. Tennessee, where Cavallari and Cutler wed and currently reside, is a fault state. So that term is like normal in Tennessee. It's not like she came out of left field saying that his behavior has been um, misconducted, you know? Yeah, I mean, I just think, like, we were slightly naive in thinking, like, this was just going to be perfect. There's a lot of money at stake, and it's been – a like, there – it wasn't just, like, a floozy marriage. It was a 10-year marriage, and they have kids. Like, it's going to be a little messy. 
I don't know. So at first I read like what TMZ said and they're saying some crazy shit and they're like going to fight over custody. And he cited the date at like, they have two different dates of when they cited as getting divorced. Like hers was literally the day they got back from the Bahamas, making you think that something happened in the Bahamas. And his was a few days later, making you think like something happened in the queue. Um, so at first I was like, oh my God, this is so messy. We're so naive. Like I literally believe everything that I read on reality TV and I read it on TV. And um, like, I'm just, I don't know anything of the sort. And I was like sad for them and for me for believing it all. But then I was reading in the toasters group and there was a Tennessee um, lawyer toaster who was writing and saying that pretty much what this People Magazine article is saying that like that statement of marital misconduct is kind of just like a blanket term and it doesn't necessarily mean anything. And everything that they've said in their court filings are kind of like boxes that you, they're not terms they came up with their own. They're like just the blanket things that you check. These are like boilerplate divorce filings in Tennessee. So it might be amicable. No, I believe that. I just, I don't think, I, I think one in, in 50 divorces is like amicable dream. We love each other. We're still friends. Like we co-parent. That's just like not a reality, especially in Hollywood. And especially when there's so much money involved, like we looked up Jay Cutler's salary being $150 million. Like as much as I would like to think that it's, you know, really all perfect and they're just doing everything for the kids. I just have a feeling this will be like a messy one and it won't just be, you know, a dividing of the things. Yeah. I I agree with that. It's going to be messier than we than we thought yesterday. I just for some reason think that they're good friends and they were never it's not like they just fell out of love yesterday. Like I think they've been av- out of love for a long time, but it didn't bother them. Now, of course, you know, everyone's like coming out of the woodwork with all their rumors and allegations and stories. And it's like Jay's been doing whatever he wants for years and Kristen hasn't cared. Um if that's true, though, it still begs the question, like, why now? Why this marital misconduct? Yeah. I mean, as much as you and I, like, love to believe that certain people in pro sports, like, are good and righteous, more often than not, it is a toxic environment. Even some of our favorites, you know, like, there is temptation. And I just think that – um you 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 go into a marriage with a pro athlete with that understanding, but I think where it draws the line, and this is just totally speculation, is like when this person starts stepping out on you and like embarrassing you and not being quiet about it anymore. Like people now coming to the woodwork, like I saw Jay with this person and I was at a concert and he was there. Like if you're going to start embarrassing your wife, I feel like that's when your wife becomes a lot less understanding about the lifestyle you lead. Maybe I don't know that I think that that makes sense in general, but like. It's not like, you know, we got photos of him with another woman and, and now she has to like take a stand. I don't like, I wonder what part of it wasn't still working. The good news is that she does have a reality show. And so we'll maybe understand some of this one day because she is sort of open with her fans, not at once, but eventually maybe we'll get to know it. Also, this lawyer that um, People Magazine has, they said, there are strategic decisions you make with all of the divorce filings. We have 15 different grounds for divorce in Tennessee. Irreconcilable differences is certainly the least aversive and the more amicable one. Marital misconduct is the next least aversive and they can kick up from there. So it's like, it sounds worse than it is. Yeah. And people are like running with the misconduct word, like, because people just assume that means cheating. Um, But I get that it's like a legal jargon moment. Yes, it is. Um, but I also don't think it's as sweet as their Instagram captions made it seem, except that they're both posting the exact same Instagram caption. They're obviously like communicating whether it's through a PR person, but clearly they're on the same page right now. That's true, actually. It does say a lot that they posted like the same statement because we've seen with like Jim Edmonds and Megan King, like social media can play a very toxic role in a divorce. And you can really tell if the people are like working together or not. Megan King Edmonds and uh, Jim, what's his name? Jim. Jim. We're not. But that's true. It's a good sign. It's a sign of life. Right. So overall, like it's not as great as we thought. Dr. Theodore Fichemin is going to have to weigh in later. Um, it's not as good as we thought, but like, it might not be as bad as it seems, but it's not good. We'll see. We will just see. 
We will see. Okay, next story, some happy celeb news. Leah Michelle is pregnant, expecting her first bebe with husband Zandi Reich. Leah Michelle and husband Zandi Reich have something to be gleeful about. The 33-year-old actress is expecting her first child with the 37-year-old entrepreneur, Page Six, has confirmed. A source told people who first reported the news that, quote, they've always wanted to be parents. This is just so sweet. A quarantine bebe. So sweet. Like, there is such a special place in my heart for Leah Michelle. One, because she sang her way into my heart, you know, 10 years ago on the set of Glee. But also, she's just, like, the famous person, like, that I would be. You know, she's so talented, and she's such a nice girl. Like, when she was on our show, I just... I fell in love with her even more. I'm so happy for her. I think she's going to be a great mom. Now, there's a lot of speculation within the Glee community, and I think that I am, you know, a spokesperson for that community as to whether or not uh, the baby's name will pay homage to um, Finn Hudson, a.k.a. Corey Monteith. I think it's wildly inappropriate, but um, people think that it's a possibility. I think it's wildly inappropriate. Like, never even crossed my mind. Never crossed my mind. She does have a tattoo of him, but, I mean, tattoos are symbolic and there's a real baby coming into the world. I don't think she's going to do it. I think, no, I don't think. I don't think either, but you know what? It'll be interesting to see. I wonder um, how far along she is. Like she definitely didn't get pregnant in quarantine, but it's a little in a few months, in a few months, we'll know who did. Yeah. Or when she gives birth, we'll be able to do some, you know, retroactive math and see if the baby was conceived during quarantine, but I'm very much. No, but like, in a few months, the announce like anyone who got pregnant last month isn't really announcing it this month. But in a few months, like announcements of pregnancies, whatever celeb pregnancies are announcing, that will probably mean that they got pregnant in the queue. Are you thinking of anyone in particular? Uh, yes, I am because I saw it in the toasters. But I hate when people speculate on pregnancy based on absolutely nothing and just like what they want for a couple. So I'm keeping my mouth shut. But like. The odds are that there's going to be at least one cute baby. Yeah. Can we talk about um, Sophie Turner for a minute? Because it was reported widely, confirmed that she was pregnant. We reported it too because literally like everyone reported it. And they just haven't really mentioned it. So it's very possible that she's just keeping it private, which is totally respectable. But I just feel like there hasn't even been like a nod towards it. Yeah. Um it's it's in, it's an interesting strategy. I think for sure that she is. And that's why she, like, she's not talking about it. But maybe she just like wanted, maybe she had a plan like to announce whenever, whatever time she wanted to and she's sticking to that plan, you know? Yeah. It's also very possible that she's just not pregnant. Yeah. But then like she would, I feel like we would be seeing her drinking and stuff in quarantine because like that's, and jeweling, you know, or that's, that's I what feel she like does. she would have, I feel like she would have addressed it. Like it was such a nationwide, it was reported as fact, like not even just speculation or a rumor. Yeah. So I the type of person who would have um said something about it yeah but they've been like going live a lot like cooking you know if i i think if they weren't pregnant like they would be drinking and stuff yeah even though i'm like so getting over drinking in the in the queue like i used to get drunk just to like pass the time now i get drunk and the boredom like really really sets in and i get like depressed yeah it's it's a it's a fine line Maybe you should switch up the alcohol that you are drinking so you'll have a different kind of drunk experience and you'll feel a new sensation. That's interesting. I could maybe take a break from White Claws. Like if you just drink a whiskey, who knows what would happen? That's exciting. Yeah. Maybe this is a good time to like try crack. No, I don't think that's the vibe for the queue. Maybe not. We'll see. Maybe like a psychedelic though. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. like you have all the stuff going on in your apartment. Yeah, but, you know, I feel like an apartment is a very confined space to be doing psychedelics. Like, I think you need square footage to, like, rain free. I was watching a TV show, um, oh, Younger, when they went on that LSD retreat, you know, like, they yeah. needed nature, they needed space. And I just feel like my apartment doesn't offer me the spatial needs that LSD requires. I understand that. Okay, so you will have to maybe table that idea. For now. Okay. Ready for our next story? Yep. Facebook is going to stream a 2020 graduation event with Oprah, Miley Cyrus, and more. Facebook will celebrate America's graduating seniors with a live streaming event next month that will include a commencement address by Oprah Winfrey and a lineup of other celebs. In addition to Oprah's keynote, the May 15th event will feature Miley Cyrus performing her Perseverance-themed hit, The Climb. Wow, I was about to just shit all over this story, and things changed. 
Celebrities on tap to address the class of 2020 in the live stream include Jennifer Garner, Lil Nas, Aquafina, and Olympic champion gymnast Simone Biles. Facebook expects to announce additional guests later. Thoughts? I mean, I don't know who this is really for because when I think of the seniors, no, I get that. Like college or high school. I think it's just seniors across the world, but probably college because, like, that's college. yeah. I just don't think and, like and high schools, high school graduations don't get a keynote from Oprah. So, oh yeah, college. okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm not a graduating senior, but I, I have a TikTok, and I feel like that gives me a real insight, like a microscope, a lens into what the class of 2020 are feeling. Like, I just feel like this is not what they want. Like, they don't really unless it like when you get a keynote speech at your graduation, like it's cool because you're there. You don't need to like, if Oprah had was coming to one of these kids graduations, like it would be a big deal, but like they could watch a video of Oprah on the internet on YouTube. Like they don't need a special event to me. This is just like, I don't know who this is for. Like to me, it's more for like news outlets to write it up. And like, maybe someone you watch the climb, these kids, they don't fucking want this. They want to get drunk. Like they don't want a fucking live stream. Here's the thing, though. Like, I am, like, the climb. Like, without a doubt in this world, I am the climb, the songs, number one fan. There's no question in my mind. No one could possibly love it more than me. And I won't be watching this. Also, I think what takes away from this is that really anyone can watch this. You don't have to be a senior graduating. It's just, like, a marketing ploy. But they should make it so that, like, you have to be able to prove that you're a senior. Like, non-seniors can't watch. Yeah, like, sign up with your, you know, NYU ID number. This is just – this is really not – it like of all a lot of the things that have been put together for quote unquote our benefit um this is just maybe at the top of the list of things we didn't need so thank you but no thank you yeah but you know if you're a graduating senior and like you're into this let us know maybe we're just not maybe we're not like understanding what it's like to not get a commencement yeah i mean you know i actually did not go to my commencement so i do kind of relate because it was boring and they didn't even get anyone famous so like i was i'm out of here but i would i agree i would like to hear for some from some graduating seniors is this what you want does this make you feel better are you gonna watch if i were were a graduating senior what i would want is i would want my campus to host a graduation in a year from now like for us that way we get to come back in a year it's like a homecoming slash like reunion but it's only one year later and like everyone's still hyped on college I think that would be so fun and that would totally make up for not getting to graduate like this year I think that sounds fabulous and a really good fun and fresh idea yeah and then they could also even if they want to like lump me in with 2021 like give us like two separate like put us in the morning them in the afternoon whatever you got to do but you can make us all like one weekend so you're not spending like all this additional money on like chairs and stuff um and i think it, it could be popping something about this event just like seems so sad to me and i think it's the fact that it's so broad like if you're graduating like if there's no school there's no association like it doesn't make you feel like part of a group it honestly probably makes you feel so like lonely you know Here's, I just found the saddest excerpt that I think is really going to touch on what's so sad. The social giant Facebook is also enabling grads to host their own digital ceremonies and parties via the Facebook app with special features, including a virtual graduation hub, custom filters, and video chats through its new messenger rooms feature. Wow, custom filters? That's I just awful. like what's wrong with FaceTime? No, nothing. And like Facebook is just always doing the most when nobody asks them to. No, legit nobody asks for this. That's this mad. Is so lame. And honestly, but like I respect if you're Oprah. Into it, yeah, if, if you're, you're into, into it, it, but like I just think like whenever Miley in this day and age is like attaching her names to stuff, like it's automatically a bad sign. Like and you know I 100%, love a hundred percent. She has just, like, really shown she has, like, no taste. Like, she just has no bar. (laughs) Yeah, she'll just do anything. Like, bright mind. Like, I just think when I heard her name was attached, I was like, but then Oprah is, like, this elegant, like, beacon of light and hope for so many people. And she's the goals keynote speaker for any graduation. Like, that is as good as it gets. We're getting Oprah for our graduation. So it's like when Oprah's associated to something, I automatically think it's like fabulous. But then Miley Cyrus like really brings down 
and I don't like dislike Miley. I just think like as an entertainer and as a brand, like whoever's running her brand is doing a horrible job. Like she, when I think of her, I just don't think of anything. I don't think of pop star. I don't think of Instagram. Like I don't think of anything. Like I just think of person who's always showing up places when like nobody wanted her there. Yeah. Well, at least whoever's like running the show was like, okay, Miley, you're going to come whether we want you to or not. Please just sing the climb. That is the only redeeming thing she could do. Yeah. Like on SNL, what the fuck was she singing? And by the fire, like I thought she was literally going to engulf in flames. Oh, well, you know what? That's a great segue into our next story. I didn't see my on SNL. I actually started to watch the episode, um, but I was painfully bored. But Dr. Fauci is praising Brad Pitt's, quote, classy impersonation of him on SNL. So um, Brad Pitt impersonated Dr. Fauci on SNL. Everyone was, like, so excited about it. Dr. Fauci said, I think he did great. I'm a great fan of Brad Pitt, and that's the reason why when people ask me who I would like to play me, I mention Brad Pitt. Because people had asked him who, who should play him on SNL, and he had said Brad Pitt. He's one of my favorite actors. I think he did a great job. Um, like, I like the idea behind this is so cute, and I love Brad Pitt. Like, what could, like, what can I say? Um, except I'll, all I'll say is I couldn't watch it. I mean, of course Dr. Fauci loves Brad Pitt playing him. That's like me saying I want fucking Megan Fox. Like, of course, no offense. Dr. Fauci is like a little weenie. Like, no, like in the real world, like he looks nothing like Brad Pitt. Of course he's praising this. Like, that's like the goal. Like that, what, a, how flattering, how complimentary of SNL. Honestly, like real comedy would have leaned into the fact that he weighs like 90 pounds. Like, I mean, it's great. And I'm happy for him. And Dr. Fauci deserves the world because he's, you know, doing good stuff. But like, come on. Of course he loves it. Yeah. No, it also, it just like, to me, I didn't, it wasn't very good, but. Yeah, no, to me, it's because um, I have a normal, you know, perception of the world. It's a mismatch. <laughs> yeah. Also, like when Brad was doing like whatever mannerisms of Fauci, like I wasn't getting Fauci vibes, you know, and usually on SNL, like you like Larry, David, Bernie Sanders, like I can't separate the two anymore. Even yeah. like everyone that Kate McKinnon does, I can't separate. Like every time I see like anyone that she impersonates, I'm like, oh, it's Kate McKinnon. <laughs> Totally. Like you have an automatic association with the people. Like they really become Woody Harrelson, like becomes Joe Biden. I totally agree. If it weren't for the glasses, I would have no idea what he was talking about. It wasn't that good. No, I agree. But I guess it was a cute idea. Two cute people doing something not cute. Yeah, no, but this news story, it's like he loved it. Of course he loved it. It's Brad Pitt. Does it, honestly, Dr. Fauci is going to have an inflated sense of self after this because he's going to think he actually resembles Brad Pitt when, sorry, spoiler alert, you don't. Yeah. Damn. But I'm happy for him. Um, I'm happy for him too. Like that, if that's, you know, if that's the gift of doing, you know, important work for our country, you get to be played by Brad Pitt, go for it. But, you know, I would have cast something, something more along the lines of like a Martin Short. Who's that guy? Martin Short. He was on Comedians in Cars. He has like a comedy duo with Steve Martin. He's like really short and like small. He looks honestly very similar body type to. (laughs) That's great. That's great. To Dr. Fauci. I I feel like there's a lot of people that that could have nailed the role. Honestly, in a lot of ways, I think Pete Davidson could have done it. They both have like that skinny vibe. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's like, it's actually, I'm going to say it's some good news. It is good news. I don't know why that's like a hot take. Felicity Huffman is so proud after her daughter gets into a top university on her own SAT scores following the scandal. Sophia Macy, the daughter of Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy, has been accepted into Carnegie Mellon University and will be attending the school's prestigious theater program this fall. The 19-year-old shared the news on Instagram by updating her bio to read CMU Drama 24. Um, Sophia's younger sister, Georgia, will also be heading to the East Coast come fall as a freshman at Vassar College. Felicity is so proud and grateful that Sophia has kept her chin up over the last year. It was a painful, challenging time, and she pulled through it with strength and grace. So explain to me the timeline because her kids are just now going to college, but she paid $15,000. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. 
maybe after, when everything was going down, like the girls just didn't wind up going to whatever school they were going to go to. And then they took the test again, or the one daughter took the test again and then went where her grades took her, which is a great school. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know how any of these kids get into college on their own accord, like now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know it makes, either. It, it, is, com- it is confusing. Ate. No, 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 no. I feel like they're really, you know, learning from their mistakes. No, of course. But it's like Carnegie Mellon isn't a bad school. So it's like, how did they get in? Well, maybe she's like not, maybe she's smart, but. No, of course, but she has a permanent to go to Yale. on her record. No, no, of course. I'm not denying. Maybe she had the grades, but like with that kind of like shit stain on your permanent record, like I, I just find it shocking that she would get into college when the shit stain is literally college scented. Yeah, but it wouldn't be, it's not on her, what record is it on? Like it's not, a, she's the not a Sophia public Ma- opinion. Yeah, but maybe she, I don't know. Maybe there are some um, people in the admissions department who give second chances. Or maybe some of these colleges needed a little press. I don't think it was a pressing. Like the fact that the only confirmation is in her Instagram bio, it's like, who even found this? That is an important question. Yeah. So they're no. going to go to school together. Cute. No, the other one's going to Vassar. But they'll both oh. be on the East Coast. Okay. I think it's a happy ending. She served her time. She did her crime. She served her time. The kids took the test again. They're going to school. They're still going to college. They weren't like, you know, they could have been like, oh, fuck this. Totally. No, fuck it's a it happy all. ending. I'm a firm believer in second chances. I think that this is great. I was just a little shocked that they could still get into college. I mean, you never know. Anything's possible. But I agree. It is like, it is a little, intri- like, that's crazy, but cool. Maybe she's just that talented of an actress. Do you think the coronavirus pandemic will have any bearing on Lori Laughlin's trial or anything? I feel like it could. I do. I feel like it's shaken up Chicago, the entire, like, courts and uh, prison system. You know, people are getting out. People are coming in. It's crazy. I, when I couldn't sleep, I actually went on NT for the first time in a while. Um, And one of the lines was that um, she's negotiating a plea deal using the pandemic to kind of urge for uh, like a strict stay at home, home arrest. Oh, that would be, I mean, I feel like, and I I, I feel like I had been saying this, that I felt like she was going to find some sort of uh, legal loophole and that she wasn't going to wind up going to jail because if like Kevin Spacey isn't in jail, you know, and honestly, I think Laurie Laughlin, and that's why I think I have the most respect for Felicity Huffman because she didn't try and find a loophole. Like she fully admitted her her uh, the amount that she paid was much less, so her sentencing was much less. So it was probably easier for her to like plead guilty. Um, but I just have respect for someone who takes accountability for their actions. Like she, homegirl, went to jail for two weeks. Yeah, and the whole thing is behind her, and so a fresh start for her daughters. That's why I'm really here for this story. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm so concerned about the William H. Macy of it all. Like, I felt like they were very publicly disassociated from one another during her trial. Yeah. I just feel like you can't trust what you see. You know, I've been watching all these shows and like even watching Waco, like the shit that was in the press, that was such lies. Like, I don't know how we believe anything that, I mean, we just have to, otherwise we would just be like, you know, you got to just trust. No, but I don't believe, I don't believe anything that I read. Like, I don't believe any tweets. I don't believe anything. Like, unless I see with my own two eyes, I don't believe it. Yeah. So I think when it comes to William H. Macy and Felicity Huffman, like, I'm not worried about them. If they were getting a divorce, they would be divorced. They're still together. I think they lived, if they didn't live together, we would know like they're fucking together. They just like are doing their own thing. Totally. Um, very well said, Jackie. (laughs) Thanks. Um, speaking of Waco, everybody should watch. Like the more that people are watching and the more like a snitch just watched and it's just such, it's just, the show is so well done and I just love a true story, you know, cause it's not like I'm wasting my emotions on some fiction. That's why I love reality TV. Um, and I think it's such an important story that a lot of people, including myself, did not know. And 
If you're looking for something to watch, stay tuned for our interview with Francesca Farrago. She spills so much tea, like everything she says, tea, 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 So much stuff about celebrities that are now watching the show, stuff we didn't see um, on camera. It's a really fabulous interview, and she's such a nice girl. So I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Podcast listeners, it is coming right up after this. YouTube listeners, it is available on our channel. Um, we love you guys. We hope you have a great day. Should I do the sign-off now? Yeah, I think that's all she wrote. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. If you're watching us, we are also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We love you guys, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Good morning, millennials. Welcome to the Morning Toast. We are so excited. Like, literally, I haven't slept all night because we are sitting down with the queen of Netflix's brand new show, Too Hot to Handle, Francesca. Thank you, Francesca, for being here. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so hyped right now. We love you. We recap the show on our show, and we just really felt like you were the protagonist that we needed. It's our understanding that this show was filmed a little while ago. Is that right? A year ago, yeah. A year ago. Okay. Yeah. And your life has changed. Yeah, pretty drastically. You got bangs. I did get bangs. They're really long right now because obviously my hairstylist is in quarantine. So I have to like part them, but usually they look like, good. Hey, they do look good. Thanks. So America fell in love with you on this fabulous reality show. We loved watching it. Um, the show made it seem like you just kind of signed up for a show that you thought was maybe like a dating show, hot people on the beach, and it turned out to be something else. So I'd be really curious what your experience getting on the show was. Like, what was the audition process and what did you think you were signing up for? Okay, so basically I was reached out to via Instagram DM from one of the members of production and she was just like, hey, we have this new um, reality show on Netflix. We think you'd be perfect for it. Um, are you interested? You want to hop on a Skype call? So all my friends were like, no, they're going to kidnap you. Like, Please don't do this. And I was like, <laughs> kind of seems legit. Like they sent me some Fremantle, which is the production company in the UK. They sent me some files and stuff like that. So I looked them up. It looked legit. So I had a few Skype calls with a few of the producers and they just asked me what my stuff, my sex life was like. They asked me about relationships, best dates, worst dates, about my Instagram DMs, stuff like that. And literally a few weeks later, I was on a plane to Mexico. So it was very, very quick. Oh, and so wow. you filmed in Mexico. Yeah, it was Mexico. Yeah. How long, how long were you guys filming the show for? Cause you guys were saying a month, but then it felt super quick. It was a month. Yeah. Wow. And so you, you really get to know people. Mm-hmm. And it was a month of everyone sleeping in the same room. I couldn't believe that there weren't men in women's quarters because most shows are like that. And I couldn't believe that some people slept on the floor, Bryce. Yeah. So they were so mean to Bryce. They'd no one wanted to cop up their bed to share with Bryce. So that's why he had to sleep on the floor. It was so sad. I'm like, poor Bryce. Like I had to share my locker with him because no one wanted to give up their locker. I'm like, you guys are evil. Be nice to Bryce. Well, how did they not have enough lockers for everyone? There was eight lockers. Yeah. Eight lockers, two showers, two bathrooms that were separate from the showers, and then the six beds. So I think at one point, like, there was, like, 13 of us there. So a few of us did have to sleep on the floor. And the lockers, I think, I'm not sure how it was planned, but I think they just wanted us to see if there was drama with sharing the lockers, like, stuff like that. I got into a fight about with Sharon about sharing the locker. He didn't want to give up half of his locker for Bryce, so I ended up having to do it. I'm like, I'm a girl. I have more shit than you. Like, you do it. <laughs> Oh, well, then I have another question about the logistics because you guys had so many days and so many bathing suits. And I did see some bathing suit sharing because uh, Chloe was wearing that one with the loose side strap and then someone else was wearing it. And when you got into a fight with Chloe, you said she was wearing your bathing suit. Yeah. So uh, my closet was basically open. It was free game for the whole cast. And it was kind of like that with everyone else's clothes as well. So I brought the most bikinis. I probably brought like 200. So they were, I let them use them, but I thought after we were arguing that she, she was like, don't talk to me. I didn't expect her to still wear my bikini. Right. <laughs> I, thought, I, I wouldn't be like, don't talk to me anymore. By the way, I'm still going to go into your closet and steal your bikini. So I was like, what the hell? Like, that doesn't make sense. But production did give us as well. I think there was like 10 swimsuits that they brought in from a brand that we are wearing that we were like kind of communal and the girls kind of snagged those as well. But yeah, the closets are basically being shared. Like we we're all just sharing clothes. Was there a laundry machine? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we had our laundry, we had to put them in a bag and we hung them on 
our dressing thing and then laundry was done every few days. Interesting. Okay. So we want to talk about some of the friendships in the house. Who do you still talk to and are cool with? So me and Haley, of course, are still friends. We talk every Love. single day. Obviously, Haley, or sorry, Harry as well. Um, him and I are great. And then I actually got closer with Nicole and Chloe after filming and stuff like that. But everyone else, like, we have a group chat and we talk every day. Like, everyone messages a group chat saying, oh, congrats on this. Or, oh, my God, I can't believe this person follows you now. Stuff like that. But I don't really, like, I'm not as close with the rest of the group. And I don't think Harry is either. Like, there was some stuff that was hard to watch back. And... It just is what it is. Like if you put 10 people in a house from all over the world, like not everyone's going to get along. So. So speaking of things that were difficult to watch back, you know, I started the show and I was like, Francesca, ride or die. And it was really frustrating for me on that first kind of bump in with you and Harry's relationship. It's like, he totally threw you under the bus. So did everyone else. And then like, we never got justice. Like we know for a fact, Harry kissed you. And not only did he throw you under the bus, he lied on your name and we never got like a full circle. Was that edited out? Have you guys spoken about that? Is that still a point of contention? Um... Honestly, it was really hard because while I was living it, um, what I was seeing was what you guys saw for the Lana reveal. So when he was like, oh, that didn't happen. But he was kind of saying that stuff under his breath. So I didn't really hear that either. Like, I just thought he was trying to, like, not sewer himself. But, like, the bed scene with Rhonda when they were like, oh, she's toxic. And then the scene in the room with the boys where he was like, she kissed me. And they're like, oh, like, you're just a wounded puppy. We'll take you. I didn't. I didn't know any of that until I watched the show last week. So that I was like, you little, (laughs) (laughs) but before the show came out, like I was more concerned that he was going to be mad about Corey and Kel's dates. So we promised each other like, okay, no matter what we see, we're not going to get grumpy. Like we're going to, cause obviously we're not together right now. So I can't like hug him. So we just promised each other, but he knew that that scene was going to happen. He didn't even warn me. So I was just like, (laughs) <laughs> like of course I can't get mad about it now because it's been a year and everything happened like that was at the very beginning of the retreat like we weren't as close you know what I mean like we didn't really know each other that well so he didn't really owe me too much like he was more concerned with being in the group than he was with being with me which is like rude but yeah but yeah. now you guys have been together for almost a year because you filmed in April right mm-hmm. There is Happy a anniversary. Of, oh, yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of speculation that you and Harry are either married or engaged. And I would just like you to speak on the rumors, please. Okay. So there was photos and videos of us that I was posting from when we were in Ontario together, visiting my family and when we were whatever, whatever. So we had promise rings that we were wearing on our ring finger that we both got. So I think everyone's like zooming in and being like, we got a wedding ring. Like we're not married yet um we're not engaged like he's asked me to marry him a few times over the phone and over skype and he like we have a shared folder called wedding rings and it's really cute but i want to do it properly like obviously i don't want to get engaged over a zoom phone call so (laughs) until we can like hang out but i was like because we're in quarantine and if the borders are staying closed for a while i'm like dead ass let's get married online so you can come and then we'll do it official again later but so you can come to canada like because that's the only way that he can come here is if like we're spouse spousals where is he quarantined he's quarantined in la Hmm. not terrible but But i can't yeah but i can't go there because he's not uh, an american citizen so oh oh wow this is very 90 day fiance i know (laughs) yeah wow well i have a question for you because because you and harry like met in this not um normal quote-unquote situation does it affect your relationship now like considering the way that you met like things that you learned on the show like do you guys have more of an appreciation for being able to touch each other because you couldn't for so long Yeah, so when we were finished filming and we got off the retreat, we were literally making out every five seconds. Like, I think he posted (laughs) a video on his Instagram of just, like, a minute of us kissing. Like, that is all we were doing. We were joined at the hip, and, of course, now we can't touch again. So it's like we're in the retreat basically all over again, but way, (laughs) way, 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 way way worse because I can't even, like, kiss him on the cheek. So that's been really hard, but it just makes, it honestly just makes us appreciate, appreciate each other way more. Like we value and I don't take anything that I have with him for granted. 
That's yeah. so cute. And I have another question um, that was really bothering me the whole time was the money because obviously $100,000 sounds like a lot of money. But then at one point there was 13 people and it was just like confusing as to whether or not everyone was getting 100,000. We were splitting it. Now you ended up splitting it with, with I think nine other castmates and I'm dying to know after taxes, what did you get? Um, so I got, because I'm Canadian and the conversion rate, like the 35% or whatever US is lower, I ended up getting like I thought you meant 11,000 for a second. Oh, wait, no. like, oh my God. Oh my God. Sorry, not 1,100. I'm, I'm oh, 11,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Wow, my brain is not working today. Oh my, oh, that's, that's so fine. funny. Imagine well, that's enough money. Oh my God, I would, <laughs> I, would I would lose it. I would message production and be like, huh? Oh my, that's so <laughs> funny. Okay, that makes- 1100 bucks, fuck that. So, yeah. That makes me feel better totally. though. Like that was well earned. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't think everyone deserves the prize money, but there- Agreed. I didn't deserve any of it, so no. Like, Agreed, Nicole did not deserve it. And neither did Chloe. I said it. You know what was frustrating? As viewers, like, we saw Chloe kiss some people that she was never called out for, like, in the group with Lana. Like, even when she kissed um, Bryce, I think. Um, She never got her comeuppance. Was that just cut out because it, like, wasn't as interesting? Or did you guys ever really not know about that? She never got her comeuppance at all, I think. As I said, like, I feel like I said this a few times on filming. Like, I was getting in shit for everything I was doing, but everyone else was losing money, and it was literally like, oh, my God, like... That's amazing. <laughs> I was kissing someone who I was fucking in love with, basically. And he was just kissing everyone to see if there was a connection. That's not the point of this lady. The point is to form the connection and not kiss, not to kiss to see if you had a connection. Like, Harry and I knew we had a connection from day one, and that's why it was so hard not to break the rules because we knew we already had it. So, yeah. I was the only person that was getting shit on for breaking the rules. Like it was literally only me. Like not even Harry. Harry was getting away with it. Like he would do it, like, and they would be like, "Harry, you're so funny." And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, That's what was really frustrating for me to watch. Was like. I felt like, yes, you did cost the competition a lot of money, but it was, like, all for the greater good. Like, you were obviously, like, having real feelings and, like, really growing and connecting. And it's, like, Chloe was, like, the cool, most popular girl. And, like, she kissed three people, um, never made a connection, never got a second date. And it's, like, why does nobody care? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's hard because I did lose the most money, so that automatically makes them not like me. But, yeah, there's all those other kisses that weren't even considered to be bad. Like, I lost a a lot of money, but the relationship I have now is worth every penny. And other people that lost a lot of money don't even talk. So it's like, what was really worth it? What was worth it? So are you talking about Sharon and Rhonda? Are they still together? They haven't seen each other since filming. Ooh, $16,000 down the drain. Right? (laughs) <laughs> totally yeah that was not worth it see it would be a shame if harry and i lost all this money and then we weren't still together then it would have been a waste but we are and like everyone else that lost the money together don't don't speak so it's like damn um <laughs> can i take some questions from instagram we got so many questions for you this is a great question from S.M. Holman. When did you guys eat? Did you have scheduled times to hang out without the cameras rolling? I'm really curious about the food situation. Was there a kitchen? Okay, so I go- thought going into it that we were going to have to make our own food because they asked us what our favorite food was, but that was not the case. So the villa came with this private chef, and he was insane. So every morning, the alarm would go off. Lana would be like, good morning, whatever. We would wake up. There would be a spread of coffee and tea waiting for us. There would be this insane breakfast spread of like waffles, pancakes, vegan stuff for me, fruit, eggs and bacon for the boys, like massive spread of food. And then we would all eat and then we would get ready for the day, figure out what was going on. And then around noon, lunch, same thing. So a different lunch spread every single day. We would have requests. We'd be like, we want pizza, we want lasagna, we want deep fried Oreos. Like the chef made everything. And then for dinner as well, it was the same situation. So the craziest spread of food and the mics, we didn't have the mics on during dinner time, and there wasn't cameras facing the table, but there was production standing around the table, making sure we didn't talk about anything like sneaky, and there was also mics hooked up to under the table. So if I said something like, 
like you know what I mean? Like they wanted to catch everything and they didn't want anything to be said that was juicy to not be on the cameras. So we literally couldn't get away with talking about anything. Like if they heard us talking about something juicy, the production would come and like literally sit between us. Like, no. Wow. Yeah. It was like, yeah. And then what about the showers? Because I understand that they had cameras everywhere. They even caught you in the middle of the night, like making out with Harry. But what about the showers? Because it's illegal to film someone in the shower and then you could like masturbate in the shower. So there was, um, we had to keep our mics when we took our mics off to shower. We had to keep them right outside the shower door. And those mics were very, very strong. They could pick up anything, like a little moan or like a little sound. <laughs> they, they picked it all up, as you guys saw. So there was like an area of the shower that was like frosted, I guess. So the, yeah. the private parts were not shown, but you could see the cameras could see our heads and the cameras could see our feet. And there was like a frosted area that you could that you couldn't see through it, but it was like if there was hanky-panky going on, it would have been visible. And the, the mics were also there to pick up. Wow. That's crazy. No, what did, did you do good, when... They did a good job of, like, logistically organizing the show in some respects. But if there's a season two, what do you think that they should do differently? And do you think that they could get away with, like, a secret of... You can't... Obviously, it wouldn't be a secret every, anymore. Everyone knows this show. Yeah. I don't think if there was a season two that people would try and get away with anything because, obviously, Harry and I when I, you know, went down under, um, we thought we fully got away with that. I fully thought we got away with it until the water, so like, she finished, and I was like, he, he, yes, and then she was like, but, and I'm like, fuck, like, I'm sorry, like, in my head, I'm like, I'm sorry, mom, I'm sorry, dad, I didn't need to do that, like, so yeah, I don't think if anyone filmed it again, like, season two, that they're gonna try, because it's just, you saw, you couldn't get away with anything, and there was mics everywhere, so, yeah. Yeah. That was a question we got a lot for you is, um, did members of your family watch it? Did you watch it with them? Was that weird? So all my family is in Ontario right now. I'm in Vancouver. And my mom messaged me and she was like, is that your butt naked in the shower? I'm like, <laughs> maybe. And then she's like, are you kissing a girl? I'm like, maybe. And then I told my dad which parts to skip, but I think he just watched the whole thing. And he was just like, you look beautiful. I'm proud of you. And I was like, thank you. Like my parents are so supportive and I actually, they're super chill. Like growing up, they're really strict, but now they're just like, we can't stop her. She's, she's on a rampage. So they just like accepted and love me. And I told them, I'm like, no negativity, please. And they've just been really supportive. So that's been great. And you found I love. Mean, so what more could they, what more could anyone ask for? And you, you handle yourself so well. Everyone was like an asshole at times too. And that's the worst feeling in the world to feel ostracized from a group of people. So it was not the easiest situation and you like are everyone's favorite. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Okay, more questions from Instagram. We got so many. From Alexis Bird. Was there anything on the show that we didn't see that you wish had aired? I've been getting this question a lot. Like, um, of course, we were there for a month. So there was a lot of stuff that um, didn't wasn't shown. But I think there was a scene where Harry asked me to be his girlfriend that I really wanted to watch back. But then I was thinking about it. And he asked me at the night in the private suite when we lost 20K. And I'm pretty sure we were naked. So I was like, <laughs> glad. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like I was expecting after I saw the shower scene with Kells, obviously the scene with Harry and I came later. After I was like, you see my booty? I'm like, shit, what are they going to show from the private suite? Like I was expecting the worst, but thankfully they didn't um, show the nitty gritty of that because that was like a really personal, cute moment. So I'm glad it's like kept between us now. Yeah. Um, there, the show has blown up like exponentially. Everyone's watching it. You have 3 million followers on Instagram. It's so crazy. Um, who is like the coolest celebrity that you know has watched the show or they've tagged you in Instagram stories. They followed you on Instagram. Um, there's this. Okay. So hopefully she doesn't watch Ariana Grande followed me and she followed That's my awesome. brand. She followed my swim label. I messaged her. I'm like, you are so sweet. Thank you so much for the support. She's like, you're so cute. I'm like, what is life? What is this? <laughs> you have to send her a bathing suit. I know I want to, but I don't want to, I want to, but I'm just nervous. Like, I don't know. Like, that's just like, that's crazy to me that she thought like she wanted to follow me. So I'm like, that's epic. Um, I know there's like this, a lot of Brazilian, crazy Brazilian people, like my roommate's Brazilian. She's like, you need to follow all these accounts. Like they're all blowing you up. Like there's this account with like 20 million followers. That's like daily posting like gossip about the show. And I know Harry had a phone call with Justin Bieber yesterday. So I was like, what is life? Like, this is nuts. That's, that's so, so crazy. crazy. Would you ever move to LA? Um, yeah, for sure. I was going to move there before quarantine, but now I have to wait. But I definitely want to be there 
for sure when this is all over with Harry. That's so exciting. Well, we just love you. I could talk to you all day. You're literally so beautiful. Like I want to look like you in every way. And I just want happiness and love for you. And thank you for being so vulnerable. Honestly, I feel like you really opened up on the show and it totally paid off like for the entertainment show made it show what it was. Also justice for Haley, because I don't think she got a good edit, but she seems like a fucking hilarious girl. She really is. Honestly, justice for Haley. Is she in love with you? Not like, not like lesbian kind of love, but we do love each other. Like she had my back the entire time and it just was, her good qualities weren't necessarily like highlighted, you know what I mean? But she's an amazing person. She was, she was fucking hilarious. Like everything she said was just so honest and she was just like so herself that like, I mean, if people hate her, they hate her, but she was just hilarious to me. Like I loved everything she did. Same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I don't even think she got a bad edit. I thought she was fucking hysterical. And when all the group was being like hurt, they were being herd mentality. Like they were just being losers. And she was like, you're all stupid. I don't even want to be here. And I agreed no, with her. Everyone was so upset. Like, oh, you kissed him so upset. I'm like, guys, two girls made out. Are you really that upset about it? Like, come on. Like, yeah. And it was so funny. Entertain yourselves. Like we're entertaining ourselves. Like do something. Like have yeah. fun. Yeah. Totally. That was one last thing. I just need to know what eyeliner you were wearing the whole season. <laughs> um, I actually, I think it was like Kat Von D. That's what but I I'm just... really bad at doing my makeup. Like I looked some scenes. I'm like, ew, it was so cakey. Like, no. Like, oh my God. Not at all. What foundation did you use? Um, I, I literally use drugstore makeup. Like I don't use anything too crazy. I think it was like fit me, my fit me by Maybelline, but the Laura Mercier setting powder is like what was the game changer? Everything in this in the heat because it was so 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 hot. Like the girls wore full faces every single day, every single day, and I was like, how? Like it didn't make sense to me. Like the the glam that went into it. Like we were so hot, but yeah, Laura Mercier setting powder. Did any of the rooms have air conditioning? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. Okay, good. Thank God. Yeah. There was like a nice breather <laughs> when we were like locked in the bedroom when the guys were doing their challenge. I was like. I love that. Okay, well, everyone follow Francesca, even though she doesn't need your followers because Ariana Grande (laughs) followed her and like what else matters? But it's Francesca Farago, F A R A G O. We love you. Thank you so much for being here. Like, this has been a dream and you are so cute and pretty. And we just want you and Harry to be together forever. Like, you're the new Meghan Markle. You guys are amazing. Totally. I love you guys. This made my day. Bye. Bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.